0: Hi everybody, I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to this, the Expect a Miracle podcast. God bless you. Words, words, words. (laughs) We use words a lot, don't we? Um, I read a recent statistic. Of course, you know, you can't ever believe what you read on the internet, but uh, I read a a statistic that women speak more than men. Uh, women apparently, according to this report, speak nearly 17,000 words a day and men about 15,000 words a day. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. And uh, In my marriage, it's uh, my wife talks more than I do. I'm not saying she constantly talks. I'm saying that I don't talk as much. I gotta, can't get in trouble here. <laughs> I don't talk as much. I don't think as a general rule men talk quite as much. At least I don't. But words are extremely important in life because it's how that you communicate. And uh, it's amazing. Have you ever ever talked to someone and you felt like the words were going in one ear, not the other? Or it was as if the words were hitting them in the face and going right out the back of their head. Do You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Sometimes that's what my wife thinks when she talks to me. And uh, when that happens, she'll usually reach over and smile and she'll take my chin and she'll turn it to her face and she'll go like this, <laughs> look at me, <laughs> trying to get my attention. Reminds me of the story of the guy who said, honey, said to his wife, honey, uh, could you repeat everything you've said since we've been married? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why are words so important? Uh, what, what, what's so important about words? And why do words matter? Why do words matter to God? Well, Ephesians four twenty nine in the Bible says, "Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth." What's hard to do, isn't it? But only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear it. Well, that's easier said than done, isn't it? (laughs) Especially in the heat of the moment. Well, we need to let our words be grace to the ear of the hearer so that our choice of words really matters. Now, another scripture, which I like, is uh, over in Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23. And this is from the King James Version. That's the version that I, I like to read a lot. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Well, verse 22 says it, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Do you want life? Well, words are life to those who find them, health to all their flesh. Then he says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issue of life. Words, words, words. Words have powerful meaning. And uh, the, according to a report that I read online, uh, when they are organized in proper grammatical structures. Now I say that because my mother was an English teacher And uh, if she ever heard me split an infinitive, I think she'd come up out of the grave and say, you just split an infinitive. (laughs) But when they're organized in a a proper grammatical structure, that meaning is transmitted to provide communication. And when, uh, when words no longer hold their meaning, then communication is lost. It's hampered. And that's when misunderstandings arise. And in addition to that, The context of the use of words is important for furthering understanding. That's why words are so important. Words, words, words. From the moment we learn to talk, we influence our environment and those around us and our outcome through the power of our words. And we use words to express our joy. We use words to express fear. Uh, We use words to express happiness or anger or frustration or our deepest desires. I, I, I don't remember this, and my mother says it's true, <laughs> that when I was little, I could not say my S's. And uh, so every S word that I say started with the next uh, letter in the word, uh, you know. Uh, su- instead of supper, it came out leper. <laughs> and she said, I once said to my older brother, eat your leper or I'll lap you. <laughs> I could not say my S's. Well, thank God I learned how to say my S's. The words that we use have power. Power to do what? Power to inspire, power to motivate, power to discourage, power even to debilitate. (laughs) Words are extremely powerful. Here are four powerful phrases. Please and thank you. Boy, those are powerful words. Here's another one. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Wow. Here's another one. How may I help you? Powerful words. And here's a fourth. I really appreciate what you've done. Powerful phrases, words. And also, when you use a person's name in the conversation It's a very, very powerful use of words. Why? People like to hear their name said. That's why so many times on television when I receive a testimony, I I give the person's name. And I often quote the scripture, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Words. Words, words. Words are critically important for God created everything you can see from what you cannot see with his words. Light be, he said, and light was. Some people use most of their words to gripe, to complain, and to express their negativity. Now, do you know anybody like that? (laughs) But I prefer to use my words in a positive way. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, my glass is never half empty. My glass is always half full. See the difference? At the risk of offending you, the next time you have nothing positive to say, why don't you try being quiet (laughs) until you have something positive to say. (laughs) And uh, I'm reminded of another scripture which I grew up on in Proverbs, power of life and death is in the tongue. What you say is very important. Words can lift you up and words can put you down. Words can of themselves be of great comfort, but they can also be of great destruction. Just look at Gideon in the Bible, Judges chapter six, and I'm sure you know his story he was hiding out in the winepress. But an angel came to him and called him a man of valor. Well, he wasn't a man of valor, but the words that the angel said to him shaped his whole destiny for the future, for the rest of his life. And it was Gideon, that scaredy cat hiding in the winepress who rose up and built a 300 man army to take on a 10,000 man army of the Midianites and defeat them. Watch your words. Watch what you say. What you say is important. And some people engage their mouth before they engage their brain. So put a governor over your mouth, even if you have to, watch what you say. Make sure what you say is in harmony with the word of God. Make sure your words bring life and not death. Proverbs is a wonderful book about words and it says in Proverbs twelve. And by the way, somebody who's had tremendous pain shoots down the left side of your neck and down even part way to your to your sho- end of your shoulder. You're being healed right now, even as you watch this podcast. Glory to God! Right in the middle, of talking about words. God's healing people. If that's you, just examine yourself and let me know who you are and give me your name. <laughs> Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue. The tongue of the wise, the scripture says, brings healing. Isn't it amazing that verse I was just going to quote to you uh, talks about healing and then God gives a word of knowledge. That's that's amazing to me how God does that. He has the right timing. Listen, the reason dogs have so many friends is they wag their tails more than they wag their mouths. Matthew 17, 20 says, if you have faith, as a grain of mustard seed, or in other words, as a seed that you will sow, then you can speak to your mountain and command it to be removed and cast into the sea, and it shall obey you. And then over in Mark 11, some of my favorite scriptures in the world, Mark 11, 23 and 24, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, this problem, this difficulty, whatever it is that you're facing, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall have whatsoever he says. Wow. And then it goes on to say, what things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, this is how I entered into the healing ministry. Lindsay and I have been married about four months. This is back in 1980. It had been prophesied over me when I was a boy. It was prophesied over me when I was a teenager. It prophesied over me when I, when I was in my 20s. And then in my early 30s, it came time. You see, sometimes when you read or receive a word from God, it's not necessarily going to happen tomorrow. Sometimes it comes over a period of time, just like some healings are instantaneous and some healings take a period of time. So about four months after Lindsay and I got married, we got married in January of 1980, and the healing ministry came into my life near the end of April of that same year, but something happened before. She and I had been married just a few weeks and we went out on the field and we were preaching. And one night um, I was closing a service. I don't remember what city I was in, but um, Lindsay was sitting out in the crowd and I was on the platform. And when I closed the service in prayer, I heard myself say this, Lord heal that man's big toe. I kind of looked around as if to say, Richard, why did you say that? It was unusual. Now, it had been prophesied over me that I'd have a healing ministry. It had been prophesied over me that the uh, the word of knowledge and the gifts of healing would flow through me, but I didn't understand yet. I, I, I just turned 31, and Lindsay was, I think, 24 or 25. 20, anyway, anyway. Uh, so I said that word, Lord, heal that man's big toe, and I, I, I closed the service, and I said to Lindsay afterwards, I, I wonder why I said that. Well, we flew back home to Tulsa, And a few days later, I got a letter. It was from a man and he said, Richard, how did you know about my toe? And in his letter, he said, I was in your service this past week and I heard you say that. What you didn't know, Richard, was I had broken my big toe and I'd been to the doctor, it had been x-rayed, it showed a break. So I could put no weight on my toe, very hard for me to wear a shoe. He said, but when you said, Lord, heal that big toe, he said, my toe kind of snapped and suddenly it was healed. I could put weight on it, took my shoe off. I could jump up and down on it. And then he asked in the letter, what did you do? Well, I I wrote him back and said, sir, I didn't do anything. I just said those words and I, I wondered why I said them. Well, it got me thinking, it stirred me up on the inside. And I, I went home that night and I told Lindsay about it. She looked at me and she said, this is the beginning of your healing ministry. I said, a toe? She said, yes. And she said, do not despise a small beginning. I thought, okay. So we got out our Bibles and we began studying and reading and we came across that verse I just quoted to you a minute ago from Mark 11. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And then we got to the 24th verse what things, soever you desire, believe that you receive them and you shall have them? Well, I knew in my spirit, in my knower I knew down inside me. I knew it was time for the healing ministry to break forth in my life. And by that time I had I had understood that God was beginning to use me when I said out of my mouth, Lord heal that man's big toe and then there was a healing. And so Lindsay and I got a hold of that scripture, Mark 11:24. 24. What things, so ever you desire, what thing did I desire? I desired a healing ministry. What things, so ever you desire, believe that you have them, that you receive them, and you, you'll have them. So Lindsay and I joined our hands together in faith, and we began to pray. And we said, Lord, our desire is for a healing ministry you prophesied it over me. You've said it over and over again when I was a boy, when I was a teenager, in my 20s. You've said it time and time again. It's been prophesied over me. Lord, I desire a healing ministry, and I believe that I have received a healing ministry. Now, we didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my family. She didn't tell her family. I didn't get up on television and announce it. I, I didn't tell anybody else just between the two of us. Because the Bible says in uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew uh, 18 that if two shall agree as concerning anything they shall ask, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. So she and I were two, but in marriage we were one. We set our faith in an agreement together and we said by faith we receive a healing ministry and we said we have it. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not some Yahoo going off on a tangent. We knew we had it by faith. I did not have it in my possession yet, but I had it by faith. And I get that from where the Bible says, I call that which is not as though it is. I began to confess with my mouth, I have a healing ministry. Every day I confessed it. Nobody was getting healed. But by faith, are you listening to me? By faith, I had it. Days passed, weeks passed, a couple of months passed, every day I confessed, I have it. I have a healing ministry. And along about the end of April, I think it was, uh, we went a s- couple of months later, uh, we went out to preach again and we were in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, in a big auditorium, several thousand people, when all of a sudden for the first time in my life, the word of knowledge began to flow through me and people began to get healed. Backs were healed, feet were healed, hearing was healed, eyes were healed. A woman came out of a wheelchair that night who had been unable to walk and God had confirmed what I had confessed. Now listen to that. God confirmed what I confessed. Get that, listen to those words. Words are important. God confirmed what I had confessed. It happened and it's been happening ever since. Now that's 43 years ago and everywhere I have been, everywhere, and I mean everywhere I have been since that night in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the gifts of the spirit, the word of knowledge and the gifts of healing have happened. Absolutely amazing. It happens when I'm on television. It happens when I'm in restaurants. It happens when I'm in airports. It happens when I'm in churches. It happens when I'm in pastors' conferences. It happens wherever I go. Just prayed for a woman the other day, who was facing a, a very, very bad heart situation with one the 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 left coronary artery, which they call the widowmaker. 95, 90% blocked. I prayed and suddenly God manifested the gifts of the spirit and uh, got a call from her when she went in uh, for the stint the next day and they found out the artery was completely open. Not, The doctor said, all I can tell you is I don't know what happened but now the artery that was 90% blocked is completely 100% open, it's a miracle. The doctor had to say, I don't, I, I can't explain it, it's a miracle. Well, a miracle is just something you can't explain. But I said it with words. Words, 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 words. They are so critically important. Watch what you say. And they say the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, my my experience is oftentimes words can hurt you. So be careful what you say. I have been hurt many times by the ugly, menacing words that people have said to me and said about me, said to my face and said to my back. I know what it's like to be derailed by people's words. And I never get mad at them. I never get upset over them. I always say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're talking about. Words, words, words are critically important. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say, do not reply in kind. Good stuff, huh? (laughs) I'm praying over you today. And my prayer is watch your words. I pray that you watch your words. Be careful what words you say today because tomorrow you might have to eat them. (laughs) I pray over you today for healing, for wholeness, fullness of life, and that the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart would be acceptable in the sight of God. I pray that over you today in Jesus' name. I'll see you next week right here on the Expect a Miracle podcast. Bye-bye for now. Text giving is now available. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. Your generosity makes a difference.